0: So in this episode, learn why we think 100 megabits per second really is not that fast. How video can keep your guys happy on the rig while they're busting butt out there. And then learn why I try to stay as far away from latency as possible.
1: gas has always challenged technology. Now it's time for tech to challenge back. Come hear how the best minds in the industry are making those solutions a reality on the Oil and Gas Technology Podcast with your host, Mark LaCour.
0: You're listening to the Oil and Gas Technology Podcast. Our guest today is Sanjay, Vice President of Global Engineering with ITC Global. How are you doing, Sanjay? Very good, thank you. This is not the first time you and I have talked. No, it's... The fourth, the fourth. time, yeah. <laughs> now, fortunately for us on this one, there's no video involved. No, there is yeah. no video involved. And then we also have Mike, who's vice president of global operations. How are you doing today, Mike?
1: Doing well, Mark. Thanks for having us today.
0: Yeah, well, thanks for putting up with us, trying to get this thing scheduled. I was uh, telling Haley, I would love to blame it on technology, but the last time was my fault. I somehow accidentally deleted a calendar invite. So thank y'all for being good sports and coming on the show. So before we start in to what ITC Global does. Real quick, if you like the show, if you love the show, if you want to help us, leave us a review. It takes all of three minutes and it's the number one way to support the show. All right. So I want to kind of jump in at a high level. Sanjay, how did you get involved in this crazy industry?
2: <laughs> well, I actually did my master's degree in Syracuse and got an offer to come work for NASA or a subcontractor of NASA. I did that for about two years. I actually got bored <laughs> and found a job with with a previous provider called Caprock Communications. That started my career in the, uh, in the VSAT industry. I left for a couple of years, you know, started uh, working at a startup company, and then left that and
0: came back to the industry. Yeah, that is awesome. I, I remember Caprock. You know? uh, during Katrina, they were blowing the VSATs up everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Were up. Uh, yeah. yeah. Now, Mike, how did you get involved in all this?
1: I actually have a associate's degree in satellite communications, and I've been in the industry since 1998, Uh, started just down the road here at what was formerly IWL Communications, which became Caprock Communications over time. Always been in operations and just, you know, really passionate about the industry. It's It's a great place to be despite the ups and downs, but it's a really small niche market with a lot of good people in it. But
0: well, 1998, you are dating yourself. That's there. There was That was large microwave dishes, and you're lucky to get, you know, a megabit. Yeah, that was a long time ago.
1: There's been a bit of a improvement in technology since are then. Are you
0: kidding me? Yeah, it's crazy. I think it's cool I have a gig at my house. I mean, a few years ago, if you would have asked me, I would have said, no way. I would have had to pay for that, right? Now it's just offered as the norm. All right, so I'm not sure which we all want to answer this. At a high level, what does ITC do?
1: I'll take this. You know, we started roughly 10, 12 years ago as a remote communications provider in the mining industry specific to Western Australia. And by acquisition, satellite communications being the base of everything we did, it really just naturally took us into other market segments, being oil and gas, and just recently mining, and starting to focus a bit more on the government side of the business.
0: Yeah, and so we're talking about things like connectivity, right? And I I made a joke earlier about with, but let's talk about a little bit about connectivity and how it started. Because I actually got my start 24 years ago with a phone company in the east, right? When it's all analog circuits, where where a, a T1 was considered blistering fast. But it, so much has changed since then.
2: Agree. Yeah. So when you look at bandwidth and and where we were and where we are and where we expect to go, it used to be in in the VSAT world you had a one by one circuit, a one megabit by one megabit circuit, and that was that was a lot of bandwidth. It, cost you a lot of money. I remember. And, you know, we were reminiscing with some of our salespeople at the uh, recurring costs on those over that time. It's now gotten up to where people are asking for 100 megabits on on a cruise liner or an oil rig. And it's because the, they're leveraging things like the Internet of Things they're, and they're leveraging, you know, crew welfare and, and the capabilities to, to really keep the best and the brightest at the company or on the rigs rather than moving on to their competitors. So, We've seen a marked increase in, in the requirements of bandwidth since we've, you know, since we've really expanded our offerings and moved into the mobility networks and things like that. You know, it's really just exploded in the last couple of years, probably in the last two years or so, I, I
0: would say. Yeah, and the cool thing about it is costs have gotten cheaper, performance has gotten better, and even things like latency. All right, so this is the tech podcast, so I'm, I'm feel free to go down this rabbit hole. But latency has improved so much. There's so many applications that are latency sensitive. Y'all are able to not only provide high bandwidth almost anywhere in the world. Y'all are able to do it at very low latency.
1: You're exactly right. If if you look back, you know, 20 years ago, a 64k by 64k circuit with a phone line, a fax line, and a little bit of data is is almost operators or drillers needed. And you know what we're, the trend we're seeing is it's less pob on board. They're pushing applications to the edge. It's it's all about automation, creating efficiency. It's an aging workforce as well. It's it's a very different person that is in our market today than was 20 years ago. That you know that ages is, is retiring, and we're bringing in a newer workforce that have different expectations, which is is really challenging and pushing the technology to the to the edge.
0: Should be worried that Mike's look at me when saw about the aging workforce. <laughs> <laughs> I am now officially one of those old guys. I have to take I, I that word that out of my well. vocabulary. I quit saying old guys because I'm yep. now one of them. All right, so <laughs> we, we talked about connectivity. And one of the things, and especially if you're new to listen to the show, and you may not know this, but no matter what the technology is, and, and there's a bunch of buzzwords going around, right, in oil and gas, Internet of Things, big data analytics, machine learning, cognitive. But the backbone of all that is connectivity. Stuff has to talk. And that's what ITC does best is actually make sure that you have the bandwidth, the connectivity, anywhere else so stuff can talk. But y'all do something else. I was actually talking to this about Haley before y'all walked in. I tried to get her on the mic, and she said, no way. That's why that microphone's sitting there empty. But when you think about things like we talked about workforce, keeping them happy and allowing them to recover after their shift is over, then directly affects safety metrics. Nobody ever thinks about this before. And y'all have an offering, which we talked about in video back at the – I can't remember which show it was – that I think is really cool. Let's talk a little bit about that.
2: Yeah, so we we have an offering called Crew Live. It's a pay-as-you-go internet service. So what what happens is, when you're done with your shift, you can go buy an, a data package. And what we do is we essentially provide raw internet. It's it's no cost to our direct customer, and the crew pays for internet services. So they can do all the things you would normally do if you are at the office. You can call home using FaceTime. You can check your Facebook status. You can. Instagram, if, if that makes you happy. Whatever you want to do, and I think we mentioned this on the video, you know, we had somebody checking their, their deer lease cams from a rig out in the Gulf of Mexico. So we find that people are getting much more creative on how they're using their, their data packages, their internet services. And we've also found that they're very careful. If they know that there's a cap and it's a limited package, they use it sparingly and they use it smartly, which you know we're using data to drive behavior now. But what we also do is, you know, they, they can unplug, right? It's, it's almost a getaway from, from being out in the middle of the Gulf of Mexico. They can actually now connect back home and, and remember what's important to them and really, you know, utilize the data for something that they want to use it for rather than saying, I get 15 minutes to check my emails and that's it. Right. Those days are long gone. And what we've done recently, probably about a week ago, uh, two weeks ago, we announced a VOD product. To bolt on to the crew life package, so now they can not only surf the internet, but they can also watch the latest Hollywood movies directly on the rig. So they won't be streaming it because it's on site. So they'll be able to watch those movies live as they become available.
0: And Casey might has no idea what VOD is.
2: Video on demand Video on- for yeah. crew live. So what we do is we download the movies a month before they are available to anybody. We cache them on a server on board, and then when the when the month is up and the new content is ready to be released, it's available immediately.
0: And they can start watching it right then and there. All right, so you'll have heard it here first. ITC is starting to turn itself into a media company. That's (laughs) Watch out, Netflix. We're getting close. Making your own content. We're getting close. Life on the rigs. Mike, you talked earlier about this change in workforce, and that's a big driver. So my generation was happy to have a job. This new, younger workforce that's coming on board they're not happy just to have a job, right? They, they need, want fulfillment in life. They want connectivity. They want to be able to talk to their friends and family. And without good connectivity, especially if you're in a remote place like offshore or in the middle of a jungle somewhere, you just can't have that. So I think it's really cool that y'all are actually starting to affect things like employee retention, employee happiness, right, by being able to offer this younger workforce something they expect to have no matter where they go in the world.
1: You're exactly right, Mark. And, and the way we see it, it's, it's truly a win-win for us and the, the end customer because traditionally the customer has carried that burden of cost to provide that bandwidth for his crew. And what that's created in this downturn is, you know, everyone's trying to reduce OPEX, reduce their cost, headcount. IT staffs are smaller than what they typically were prior to the uh, downturn. And we've essentially taken that burden off of their existing IT staff and we manage that completely for them as part of that crew welfare service. But what that enables the the end user to do is is really to your point, disconnect. There's always a feeling of connectedness in, in today's society, and, and we're able to enable that through that that pipe. And what we're seeing is there there's as soon as these markets turn back around, there's going to be fierce competition for hiring these yep. people, and you know these these newer folks in the workforce, they're going to shop. They're going to look for the company that's going to provide them the benefits that they're looking for that meets their needs. And, you know, I think we're, we're in a good position to partner with those companies to help enable them in the recruiting and retention of, of the workforce of the future.
0: Yeah, I want to go back to something you touched on earlier because it's a very important point. We kind of glazed over it. The fact that IT and oil and gas every year, regardless of things are good or not, are asked to do more with less. Literally every year. that's That's what's going on in that world. But y'all take that complete load off of their shoulders. Literally, you, don't, you, you probably will interface their IT, but you don't need them to do anything, right? Y'all, y'all turnkey it.
2: Yeah, that, that's right. So we ensure that we put our own equipment out there. You know, we run all the traps for them. They don't have to lift a finger. And, and what we found is, you know, this is tongue-in-cheek, but it, it almost works better because we know how the solution works. We're able to deploy it the way we know works the best. And I was just talking to one of our uh, service delivery managers the other day and he, he was remarking how the uh, VSAT system as it relates to crew live on one of the rigs that we have, it had a 100% uptime just because nobody was going in and touching anything on right. Right? it. It just worked. And we noticed that, I mean, we, you know, going back to driving behavior, you know, we have rigs where they're, they're repositioning the rigs so that the crew can get the internet over the corporate traffic. So it's, it's interesting. Man, what to see a how cool
0: that. story. Yeah, that's awesome.
2: They do. I mean, we've, we've seen that happen before. You know, of, of course, the corporate traffic has dual antenna systems and they have redundancy built in, but the crew really wants to get their internet. It's very important to them.
0: Yeah. So so from a deployment point of view, it's it's literally a company can reach out to you saying, we'd like to look at doing this or we want to do it. They don't need to pay anything, right? You show up, you do all the heavy lifting, you do all the tech work, right? and then y'all hand them the keys to, to the to the functioning machine, and then y'all make sure it stays functioning, stays up.
1: Exactly. In a lot of cases, you know, the customer is so eager because there's such a high demand for that service that they're willing to do nearly everything to accelerate that deployment. In a lot of cases, you know, they'll have a guy out on the next chopper to do a site survey. They'll pull cable for us. I mean, it's it, it really has gained a lot of momentum. And to Sanjay's point, you know, the crew could – typically care less if there's an issue with the corporate system. But as soon as that crew welfare system has an issue, you know, it's important to them. Somebody's going to hear about it.
0: Yeah, you know, you keep talking about driving behavior. I, you made me chuckle when you said it. I can see a bunch of roughnecks pulling cable for y'all, knowing that y'all are going to show up tomorrow so that y'all can get, get live. But that just shows how much they want it, right? Whether it's written down somewhere or not, you, you can't hide from behavior. You can't hide from actions. shows how important it is to them.
2: It is. It's, it's very, very important. I mean, what we do – when we when we first came up with this idea, you know, there were a bunch of there were a bunch of people that probably thought we were crazy because they're going, you're going to put, you know, probably about a hundred thousand dollars worth of equipment offshore and offer free bandwidth and, you know, how much are you going to get in return? But what we've seen is, I mean, we we have almost thirty thousand customers on record with us that are buying those those packages, and you know, it it really takes. A lot of the burden, like you said, it takes a lot of burden off the IT teams because they don't have to consider an entire chunk of keeping people who want connectivity happy. right? And they, they just go, okay, that that's off my plate. I just need to focus on my internal corporate applications. How do I make that more efficient? It's, it's almost a, a giant burden that used to be there that's suddenly gone.
0: Yeah, now I want to kind of step out of this crew live just for a moment so people understand about ITC. If you're a rig or a facility anywhere in the world and you need that corporate communication channels, y'all are experts at doing that too. Yeah. And if they need redundancy, different types of, of carrier redundancy, y'all, that's what that's all's bread and butter. We we have probably about 40 to 50 different
2: satellite beams that we offer services on globally. So we we and you know, being part of Panasonic, Panasonic's the largest purchaser of satellite capacity in the world. So we're able to leverage that for our uses, right? And what we do is we stand up all these different networks just because we look for not only satellite redundancy, we look for teleport redundancy, we're looking for equipment redundancy. So, so we, we aim to build a very robust network. But it, we also realize it's not a one-size-fits-all. So what happens is if a customer approaches us, we actually design, so our sales engineers, our sales team, our actual systems engineers, They sit down and we design something for the customer that we know they're going to be happy with. And we spend a lot of time digging into the details and asking all the questions that, you know, they may not give us up front, but, but, you know, we have good, really strong engineers that work for us and really strong operations people that have done this for so long that they know where, you know, we need to dig a little bit deeper into this because I think they have inflated expectations or they might not fully understand what they're asking for. And we see that happening. I mean, we've designed probably couple of different scenarios for every customer.
1: Yeah, I, I would say every customer is created slightly different. They all have their separate business challenges, and, and that's really where we like to focus is understanding what issues they have that we can leverage technology to address. So really, truly understanding and, and meeting with their operations folks, their IT staff, and truly digging into to understanding what they're doing day in and day out and how can we create efficiency in that. And hopefully we'll reduce cost over time. But that's really where we bring the value is partnering with that client and truly addressing issues that are creating problems for them.
0: Well, and, and y'all are the experts around this, right? So and nothing gets my buddies at you know Chevron and Exxon and everybody else who, who absolutely depend on connectivity to run their business. They don't always have the in-house expertise that y'all have literally sitting right next door probably, right? And speaking of that, I heard y'all are moving. We are. So y'all are growing. We are. Yeah. That's a good sign. So, you know, over the years, we've had a lot of people in our industry take packages, a lot of the old microwave guys, a lot of old telephone guys. They're they're no longer, longer here. I mean, they're still around, but they're no longer working. But now you're able to come in and talk to somebody at ITC Global and get not only all that expertise, which maybe you don't have in-house anymore, but you also get somebody that has a company that's looking forward. Y'all looking at the new stuff that's coming, right? So let, let me just throw something out there. Encryption, security. I bet y'all are all over that.
2: We absolutely are. I mean, We have our own in-house security team that we work with from the Panasonic side. And cybersecurity is very, very very important to us. So we have, you know, I can't go into great detail. Of course. Because my security guys always tell me the first thing about security is you don't talk about security. I think I heard that from a movie somewhere. (laughs) But what what we've done is we've layered our security capabilities. We don't just have one size fits all, right? We We ensure that we have, you know, your usual firewalls. But we also are watching everything that goes on in our network 24 by 7. We have a security operations center that is staffed all the time. And we're actually looking at providing additional insight to our customers as part of our security offering so that they know. Um, A good example was, you know, Maersk got a ransom attack, ransomware attack. I I remember that, yeah. And, you know, we actually saw it before Merce did. We were informing them that something's not right on their sites, so it it helps, right? When you're able to get deeper into your your customer's organization, you're part of their IT staff essentially. They pick up the phone and they would talk to you much like they're talking to their own internal folks, and that's that's a very important component. And you know, I don't want to underplay it, but Mike and I spent an inordinate amount of time on the road, going and visiting customers, finding out what what their pain points are what they need, what they'd like to see, where we're doing well, where we're doing badly. I mean, the first six weeks of this year, I think I wasn't in the office at all, just traveling around the world, meeting with, with our
0: customers and making
2: sure that they're happy.
0: Yeah, that, that speaks a lot. That whole customer service element is so important, especially when you're in an industry where if a mistake is made, really bad things can happen, right? Exactly. And that's, exactly. So let's kind of circle back back to Crew Live. So, I know the guys out in the field love this. I mean, I, I just I just know them, right? And I, I know they love this. I know that companies out there would like to offer this to their crews where it makes sense. We kind of talk about how easy y'all make it, how y'all do handle all the deployment, y'all handle you know all the technical stuff, all the equipment, all that sort of stuff. But when you're talking to, speak, when you're talking to some of your clients who are using your Crew Live product, what do y'all hear?
1: We get a varying response. Most of it's quite positive from. The back office IT folks, it's it's a relief to them because that burden has been lifted off their shoulders from a right. support st- standpoint. From the operations guys, we've in most cases reduced their opex or their cost because they're no longer having to provide that bandwidth for their crew. But more importantly, from the end users, it, it goes back to your point. It's it's about connectedness. If they can Facetime their kid and you know ask them how their day went, how was the the little league game, you know that may be all that's required to get that guy through the end of his shift. So the response is varying, but it's it's very positive overall.
0: Yeah, and so we're we're in this always connected world. And I tell people this all the time. It's like whether you like it or not, it's where we are going. You can't stop it. And industries and companies are going to have to adapt. This new younger workforce no longer is happy just to have a job, right? They want to make a difference. They want to feel like they're contributing in a way. They want connectivity. It's It's the way they socialize. And I think it's really cool that y'all are enabling that. And I love the business model where literally the operator does nothing. Does not pay anything? Does not install anything? just basically says, come do it.
2: Well, we, you know, one of the big things that we saw why we've become so popular with the, with the crew live, and that's, that's almost driving the corporate machine, right? Because the, we say, give us a chance. We'll come up, we'll put the equipment on board. And if you like what we're doing, then we'll talk about the corporate side. What the crew are seeing is when the corporate folks were paying for the crew welfare, they were getting maybe 512K, maybe a megabit of, of data, with us, you 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 know we we have sites out there that are running up to eight megabits. Wow! You know, because our networks are so large, we can leverage that capability, right? And they're so much happier because on us on a rig with 160 guys, how much can you actually get with a megabit worth of, worth of throughput, right? Especially if you're trying to make a FaceTime call, one person, you know, they you know they're wanting to talk to mom and dad or their wife and kids, you know, you you have 30 guys coming off off a shift, and all 30 are going to hit the internet at the same time, and then people start fighting because, you know, I want to get my emails. Now it's, that, that whole problem's gone away, right? So the crew's much happier, right? They can, they can use their off time as they see fit. They, they don't have to schedule email time or whatever it is. So, so I think that's where we're starting to see a lot of the positive feedback come in. And, you know, when it starts getting just a little bit congested for whatever reason, we hear about it right away. Our sales folks hear about it immediately and then the engineers hear about it and you know we have to go start pumping more bandwidth into the side but it's it's a good model because the more we pump the more they use and everybody's happy at that point
0: just the fact that you're making people in remote parts of the world happy and allowing them to reconnect with their loved ones that i mean that has to just warm your heart we have a rig in offshore africa
2: and those guys are calling home and talking and we can see their throughput and their usage and it's, it's amazing. I mean, if you just take a step back and you think about it, you're, you know, you're a quarter of the way around the world and you're calling home to Houston and having a chat with the family. It's, it's pretty amazing.
0: Yeah, it's not that I want to go do a deep dive, but if, for, for the audience's point of view, if you actually knew what was going on in between that cell phone and the other person, the other side of the world, it's amazing. Even works. So all the different hops, all the timing that has to happen exactly right. So, hats off y'all for pulling all that stuff off. If people want to learn more about ITC and, and about Crew Live, where should they go? They can go
2: to itcglobal.com, and we'll reach out to our marketing team at marketing
0: at itcglobal.com, and we'll get them hooked up. Yeah, we'll put links in the show notes. to make it really easy. So I want to thank both of you all for being on the show. We're not out of here yet. Product reviews. So, audience, this is a new show. We've just launched the show. We're looking for products to review. It doesn't have to be an oil and gas product. It can be any tech product. If you have something out there that you think is useful, reach out to me. Reach out to Nav. Let us know because we want to start doing product reviews on the show. If ITC Global has a product they like us to review. Give us access to it, and we're going to give our honest, straight opinion on what that is. And then events on deck, if you're in the oil and gas industry and you want to learn about all the oil and gas events that are going on in one place, it's really easy. There's a link in the show notes. We put out this monthly newsletter for free, and we do stuff like giveaway OTC passes. By the time you hear this, OTC will be over with, so you missed out. And then we have our first Friday Q&A. It's really simple. Go to the website, oilandgasindustrytechnology.com. Click on Ask a Question, and every first Friday of the month, we read your questions on the air. If we pick yours, you'll get a big shout-out and maybe something really cool that we're giving away. While you're on the website, give us your email address. We promise not to spam you, but it's where you can find out about what we're doing next first. If you want to find out what we're doing next second, go to LinkedIn and join the Only Gas Global Network LinkedIn group. That's where everybody's going to find out everything second. All right, so uh, Sanjay and Mike, man, thank you so much for being on the show. This was awesome. I want to come back and revisit with y'all. So let's give it a little bit of time, but come back. Y'all do such important work in the oil and gas industry. And in some ways, I almost feel like you're the unsung hero, right? Because you're the, you're the piece in the background that makes everything else work. Without y'all, none of it would work. But, I mean, great company. Y'all doing really great stuff. Thanks for coming on the show.
1: Appreciate you having us, Mark. Thank it's you. It's been a pleasure.
0: Yeah. And, folks, Nav wasn't able to join me, so I'm going to go ahead and close this thing out myself. So science and technology is revolutionizing our industry. We're here to make sure that you don't get left behind man what great conversations that was we're at the product review section so we're looking for tech products does not have to have anything to do with oil and gas for us to review on your show so if you know of something that's really cool or if you have something that's really cool go to the show notes and reach out to us and let us know what it is and we'll review your product on the show disclaimer a lot of times companies give us things so we try not to bias our reviews so if you give us something and we think it's really cool we'll let you know and if it needs some improvement we'll let our audience know that as well Uh, it's time for the giveaway Fluke Tour and I are working on some top secret stuff so we can't reveal what the giveaway is yet. I promise you by episode 6 or 7 we'll be giving away something really cool every week so listen for that and then go check out the website. If you like the show go check out oilandgastechpodcast.com that's oilandgastechpodcast.com While you're there give us your email we promise never to spam you and this way you get to learn when we do something really cool or new and while you're out there looking for places to join go check out our LinkedIn group. It's oggn.com on LinkedIn. Our LinkedIn group strong. It's the companions of this show and all of our other oil and gas podcasts so we are making sure that you don't get left behind one podcast at a time and here are our events on deck with julie
3: hey everyone it's julie here with the events on deck for may 2019 we have our midland happy hour on may 21st at midland beer garden and it will be from six to nine and then we have our houston happy hour And it's going to be at the Canon from 6 to 9 on May 28th. This month, we have the Oil and Gas Smart Contracts Conference on May 15th and 16th. And we will actually be launching another one of our new podcasts live from that event. So check it out. The link is in the show notes. We have the Merge Market Energy Forum on May 21st. It's in Houston. Just check that out in the show notes. And then we have a charity event, Golf for Good. That's a golf charity event for Redeemed Ministries. That's going to be on June 11th, 2019. And they are still looking for sponsors. So check that out in our show notes. And if you want to sponsor or register, just click the link in the show notes. And that is it for the month of May. Some events on deck in the the coming months. We have Shoot for the Future, a play shoot on Friday, July 26th. And then NAPES and the the NAPES summer is coming up in August. And that is it for our upcoming events. Check us out next week for another entertaining and yet useful episode of Oil & Gas
1: Tent Podcast, a production of the Oil & Gas Global Network. Learn more at OGGN.com.